It's Wednesday, July 10th. Welcome to Skim This. We're breaking down the most complex stories of the day and giving you the context on why they matter. Today, the Federal Reserve's top guy was on Capitol Hill, giving lawmakers the lowdown on the economy and hints about interest rates. We've got what you need to know. Then, the UK's ambassador to the US is stepping down after a scandal that could threaten our special relationship. We'll connect the dots. And finally, the World Cup champs floated through a ticker tape parade in NYC today. Yep, that's still a thing. We're here to make your Wednesday smarter. Let's skim this. The most complicated story today is about the Fed, short for the Federal Reserve, the U.S. Central Bank. It's supposed to regulate how banks operate and help keep the economy stable, mostly through interest rates. We know. Stability, interest rates, yawn. But for stock markets and pretty much anyone who cares about their money, today's Fed news was huge. Because today, the chair of the Federal Reserve, a guy named Jerome Powell, said words. That might still sound unspectacular, but Powell is kind of like the wizard from The Wizard of Oz. We don't hear from him a lot. And when we do, he chooses his words carefully. Because what he says about the U.S. economy affects everyone in the world. Today, he told the House Committee on Financial Services that things aren't looking so rosy. It appears that uncertainties around trade tensions and concerns about the strength of the global economy continue to weigh on the U.S. economic outlook. Inflation pressures remain muted. Yeah, so that's very dry. But trust us, what Powell said there is a big deal. And it's probably music to President Trump's ears. We're going to get into why Jerome Powell is so powerful, why President Trump has been on his case lately, and what his statement today means for the U.S. economy. And for you. For your wallet. So, Jerome Powell. Who is this guy? Like we said, he's the chair of the Federal Reserve. He was nominated by President Trump in 2017 and has been in the job since 2018. The Federal Reserve has board members who chime in, but Powell has a lot of sway. One of the big things he has some sway over is setting what's known as the federal funds rate. You'll probably hear people referring to it as just interest rates. That's what banks and other places that lend money look at when they set their interest rates. The ones everyday Americans pay on money they borrow, like for mortgages or credit cards. Ultimately, interest rates also impact inflation. Of course, lower interest rates are what you like to see when you max out your credit cards. But it's actually the opposite for the economy. When the Fed increases interest rates, that's generally seen as a good sign for the economy. It means they think the economy's strong. Some signs they look for are strong job numbers and strong housing numbers. When the Fed decreases interest rates, that means the economy isn't doing so hot. High unemployment, low home sales. And they're bracing for a recession. The Fed cuts rates hoping that they'll encourage people to spend more because they have to pay less to borrow. And in doing so, they'll boost the economy. You might remember that's what they did after the Great Recession in 2008. The Fed cut interest rates to basically zero and took its sweet old time raising them again. Okay, so the decision to move the lever up or down has big impacts on the economy. And even though the president nominates the chair, the position is supposed to be totally independent of politics and above the fray. But recently, President Trump's been trash-talking Jerome Powell. Here he is a couple of weeks ago on Fox Business. 
I'm not so going to get pushed around. He's trying to prove how tough he is because he's not going to get pushed around. Yeah. He's a guy nobody ever heard of him before. And now uh, I made him and he, he wants to show how tough he is. Trump thinks Powell should cut the interest rates to boost the economy. With 2020 around the corner, the president would love to see that happen. But Powell had signaled that he's not interested in moving too fast. And like we said, he's supposed to be above politics. But President Trump won't back off. He's called Powell on the phone three times this year. Presidents don't usually do that. He's even said he could fire Powell, though it's not clear legally that he can. There's a big Fed meeting coming up at the end of the month where Powell is supposed to announce whether he'll cut rates or not. Today in that House committee hearing, Powell hinted that he probably will, even though unemployment numbers are lower than they've been in 50 years. He said it's, in part, because the global economy's growth is down, and in part, because the U.S. is in the middle of some trade tensions, like with China. The prospect of cutting rates really psyched the stock market. The S&P 500 rose today above 3,000 for the first time ever. But critics are saying they don't see enough data to back this decision up. Some are saying Powell would be caving to political pressure from the president. Powell was asked about this in the hearing today. He told Congress that if President Trump told him to hit the road, he'd refuse. Mr. Chairman, if you got a call from the president uh, today or tomorrow, and he said, I'm firing you, pack up, it's time to go, what would you do? Well, of course I would not do that. I can't hear you. (laughs) (laughs) My answer would be no. Like we said, It's not clear the president can fire Powell anyway. So what's the skim? Globally, the heads of other central banks across the world are also taking heat. The president of Turkey just fired the head of the Turkish central bank for not cutting interest rates, which he wanted them to do. And the governor of India's reserve bank resigned last year after the government reduced its power. Today, Fed Chair Jerome Powell did say that the U.S. job market overall is strong. But Hispanics, African-Americans, and people in rural communities are having a harder time finding jobs lately. As for how today's news could affect you personally, lower interest rates are great for paying off your credit cards, but can make it more difficult to save money. For more on how interest rates affect your wallet, head over to theskim.com slash money. There's been a lot of drama with the UK, but it's not about Brexit this time. The UK ambassador to the US, Kim Derrick, resigned from his post this morning. Derrick had been in the British embassy in DC since 2016. So what's going on? Over the weekend, there was a huge leak of diplomatic cables dating back to 2017. And Derrick's letters home were in the middle of it. Let's just say they were less than flattering. He described President Trump as radiating insecurity and the Trump administration as clumsy and inept. He wrote about chaos in the administration and said Trump's career could end in disgrace. The British Foreign Office confirmed that the leaked docs were legit. They said their ambassadors are paid to give honest and uncensored assessments of the countries they're assigned. And clearly, the cables were only meant to be seen by top British officials. But obviously, now other people have seen them and the reactions were swift on both sides of the pond. On Sunday, Trump lashed out at Derek. We're not big fans of that man, and he has not served the 
Trump followed that up with a tweet on Monday saying, quote, we will no longer deal with him. In the UK, most of the leaders backed Derek. Foreign Secretary Jeremy Hunt, who is currently running to take Prime Minister Theresa May's job, said he doesn't agree with Derek's assessment of the Trump administration, but defended Derek's right to make it. His opponent in that race, former Foreign Secretary and frontrunner Boris Johnson, had a different take. During a debate last night, he refused to say whether he would let Derek keep his job. Analysts say Johnson threw the ambassador under the bus. Prime Minister Theresa May told lawmakers today that she regrets Derek felt he had to resign. Good government depends on public servants being able to give full and frank advice. I want all our public servants to have the confidence to be able to do that. This is all coming in the middle of the UK's divorce battle with the European Union. Brexit has put added pressure on the special relationship between the US and the UK. The Brits have been trying to strengthen their bond with the U.S. to lock down a good post-Brexit trade deal. Since ambassadors are key to strengthening alliances, the next person in charge of this diplomatic relationship will have their work cut out for them. The U.S. women's national soccer team rode on parade floats through the Canyon of Heroes this morning. That's the stretch of Broadway in downtown Manhattan where famous people get ticker tape parades after they do big things. We're talking astronauts, world leaders, the Yankees. But what is a ticker tape parade? Ticker tape was a thin strip of one-inch wide paper that used to come out of telegraph machines. Starting back in the 1870s, People on Wall Street used these machines to print the latest stock prices. And every day, they produced boxes of trash. Then in 1886, when people marched through Wall Street to celebrate the opening of the Statue of Liberty nearby, workers opened the windows and threw their ticker tape paper out like confetti. And a new kind of celebration was born. Today is the 207th time New York has held a ticker tape parade. To be clear, there's no more ticker tape. Nowadays, it's more like a shredded paper parade, but that doesn't quite have the same ring to it. Before we go today, we've got a fun fact coming to you about Bibles. The trade war going on between the US and China could result in a Bible shortage. Here's why. President Trump's new proposed tariffs on China include a 25% tax on imported books. And it turns out millions of Bibles and most of the ones sold in the US are printed in China. Bible book publishers are warning that the new tariffs could cause Bible prices to skyrocket. They're already expensive to print. It's a lot of words. And it could impact Christian organizations who give away Bibles as part of their ministry. But the tariffs on books aren't set in stone yet. So Bible publishers are waiting to see if their prayers will be heard. And that's all for Skim This. Thanks for listening and make sure you subscribe and leave a review. For more Skim, you can check out our premium content by downloading our app or get our free morning newsletter by subscribing at theskim.com. It's everything you need to know to start your day right in your inbox.